Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by The Kink Shop. Visit Mac, Rita, and Samantha at the many events that they are at, providing fine quality merchandise with a full replacement guarantee. Or visit them online, thekinkshop.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. So we were talking earlier about how energized you are or are you are not. And I'm on the scale of are and are not. I'm very close to the are not. Well, <laughs> you need to be energized because today not only are we going to be talking about the difference between a power exchange relationship and a non-power exchange relationship and that not we're not having a conversation about philosophy or things we've read in books or in general, we are having a specific conversation about how our relationships have been different in our current power exchange relationship and our previous relationships mm-hmm. and some of the observations we have on what those key differences are and why it's worth the effort, if it is worth if the effort. it is worth the effort. And that's kind of our style anyway. We don't teach on theory. Right. We don't teach on theory. We teach on experience. We share on experience. So... It'll be interesting. And if you're not energized for that, hopefully you're energized for our question of the day. <laughs> Which is? Our question of the day is why, and this one is uh, targeted to you specifically. Oh, shit. The question of the day was asked, why do you give such good blowjobs? Me, as in me, Dawn? Why yes, do you, I Dawn. Give? And we'll talk not only about skill of giving a blowjob, which we've done an episode about that a long time ago, mm-hmm. but a aspect of that skill that anyone who's listening could use to give a great blowjob. Oh, absolutely. Or any other sexual skill. So are you looking forward to talking about how you give blowjobs? I am. I am. So I've actually seen a workshop late, lately on how to give blowjobs, and um, my skill's a little different. I got something a little different to share about that. Good. I remember one of the very first workshops that... Uh, Ever, ever, ever I saw was Nina Hartley, mm-hmm. who's a famed, uh, or used to be a famed porn star. I don't think that's her primary no, dig anymore. Yeah. And uh, on giving a class on how to give a better blowjob. I don't know. Did you, did you take the how to give a better blowjob class? I did not. That was back when I was still kind of shy. Or were we presenting opposite her? You know what? I think we were presenting our, our sensual spanking class opposite her or something. But I watched her give one by the pool. Did you? <laughs> that was awesome. So, but yeah, awesome, awesome. So uh, your skill in blowjobs. So let's go ahead and get into that question of the day. Okay. And, and I will attest that you do give a quite the fine blowjob. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're quite welcome. But what is it, would you say, is it the, the swirly tongue technique or the wrapped cobra hand technique? No, the wrapped cobra hand technique. Ooh. Yeah, I'm just making that shit up. <laughs> I want to learn that one. So, no, not really. And um, it's funny because I actually um, sat in on a class that um, was talking about blowjobs recently mm-hmm. and how to give the best blowjob. And the person that was teaching it had a lot of skill and a lot of knowledge. And, you know, she actually brought some little demo 
dildos and was showing how to get it down your throat and you know so all this type of stuff so she was showing how to deep throat and how to do this skill and that skill and you know so I learned a lot in that manner I don't know that I retained any of it but uh you know interesting stuff but my trick is it's none of that stuff I don't Mm -hmm. know the named things I don't know the twirly tongue thing I may do it but if I do it's by accident right so because my thing is is mindfulness Mm -hmm. so whatever I do I just listen to how your body responds to it and I listen to how my body responds to it and I just enjoy being in that space of having you in my mouth so and you know she was saying you know and the goal is to keep him hard you know and things like that that's not my goal. My goal is to give pleasure. And, you know, there have been times where we've actually started off soft. Mm-hmm. And, and oh. <laughs> I like that one personally. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I can actually, you're, you're a grower. So, you know, I at first I can tuck you all in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And afterwards I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that whole... Um, process and you know what and there's no step one step two step three you know to make anything happen it's just going in enjoying being mindful and i i totally get lost in the whole in the whole thing the Mm -hmm. taste the smell the the texture everything so i think for you know for me that's one of those things that that i notice that does make it's so enjoyable is your attentiveness mm-hmm. um you're allowing yourself to enjoy it as much as you enjoy it it's not a show it's not a you know you're not looking at me to see is oh does he like this does he like that you're simply fully attentive and engaged in what you're doing mm-hmm. um and it, that's actually kind of funny i just read a a quote yesterday, which is attributed to uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, the Tibetan Buddhist teacher, mm-hmm. that you should wash the dishes in the same way you would wash a baby Buddha. Aww. Which means in full, you know, with complete right. attention and mindfulness and only doing that one thing when you're doing that one mm-hmm. thing. I don't know how uh, Thich Nhat Hanh would feel about me <laughs> applying his advice to how you give a blowjob. But... It is the same. It's it's mm-hmm. what I enjoy about your blowjob so much is the it's not something you forced to do or uh, that you do just for my benefit, but it is a mutually beneficial act that you engage in as fully as I do, which allows me to fully engage in mm-hmm. it as well. And if I if <laughs> if I have the technical steps in my head, mm-hmm. it's going to become technical. I mean, to me, it's actually, it's not just a physical thing. I mean, I could probably learn the steps, you know, or the techniques or whatever and, and go into it and bring anybody off, mm-hmm. you know, but is it going to be as rewarding if it's just a physical act right. of step one, step two, step three? I kind of like getting lost in my head and lost sure. in the feeling and just totally absorbed in, in what I'm doing and not having to remember flick to the left, flick to the right, <laughs> you know, to bring or, a certain response. Or I don't know if there's a, a, a blowjob version of the ABCs. Exactly. Right. Well, there could be. I mean, I learned things like a, and, and the room, 
that was listening to this got it, you know, she was like, now, never use your hand because that's cheating, you know, and this type of stuff. And the girls and the guys are all nodding their head. And I'm sitting in the back listening going, but why wouldn't you? If, if, if it's just about being in the moment, then so the guy's grading me if I use my hand, <laughs> you know, things like that. Good, good. Because, you know, I... They get slippery. You have to hold on to them and, you know. Mm. Uh, have you ever given a blowjob to someone with a condom on? I have. So do you, and uh, I don't, I won't ask you. I know the answer to this. <laughs> you and I happen to practice uh, open relationships, non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. So you are allowed to give blowjobs to people that are not me. Right. But we do require safer sex practices with oral sex as mm-hmm. well as any other type of sex. Absolutely. Uh, so, is there any difference in your style or technique when somebody has a blowjob on? A blowjob one? A condom one? <laughs> condom one, yes. <laughs> They're getting their blowjob on. There is. Um, I know that um, blowjobs are not as intense with the condom on. So, but in our life, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be exposed to things that will make my um, ability to give blowjobs shorter. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> So, you know, with a condom on, because there's a barrier there, literally, you know, I use more pressure and more energy. So, you know, they need to be able to feel it right, through right. the barrier. So, yeah. So, it's but more that, lip stuff. It's more pressure. It's you use more, that same mindfulness and absolutely. feedback to understand how much pressure mm-hmm. and such. Yep. So, if... Someone wants to get a hold of us so that you can practice your blowjob <laughs> technique on them. There's a variety of ways to get a hold there of us. There is. So we'll see. What can they do? They can write us. <laughs> didn't, throw, didn't expect me to throw you under no. the blowjob bus this early in the <laughs> show, did huh? did not. They so, can get a hold of us at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Or through the got comment form on the webpage. We also have a, a, a Facebook page called Erotic Awakening, all one word. Mm-hmm. So. A variety of other ways to contact us as well as where we will be presenting past podcast episodes, a link to the newsletter, and other stuff can be found at eroticawakening.com. You can, awesome. you can just write us to say, gee, <laughs> the podcast is okay, or, where we, or I have a question of the day. They don't have to use it to exactly. try and get a blowjob from Exactly. You. And people are using it, so Not that's to have awesome. Sex. Not to have sex. Currently. No. Someone may break that trend eventually. <laughs> I, you know what? I was I'm talking to someone <laughs> that will be going to an event in June called Twisted Trist. And this is going to be a bizarre, bizarre event for you and I. <gasps> yes. Because we're not working it. Mm-hmm. We're attending as That's why it's guests bizarre. It's event. not the yeah. event. We've been to the event. The event's awesome. It's bizarre because we're not working right, it. <laughs> right, 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 right. But um, I, I was chatting with somebody who's going to be there and they brought up the, the term Starfucker. And... Uh, it's, it's so the idea between a star fucker is people that, that go after people that have some level of notice or fame mm-hmm. and they want to have sex with them and, or want to be seen with them and have an interaction, connection mm-hmm. with them. And uh, a friend of mine who's a presenter is, uh, likes to complain about star fuckers a lot. And <laughs> I know we've had this conversation on the podcast before. I'm not sure what the problem there is. You know what? Yeah, they're complaining, and then we say, but nobody wants to do star fucking with us. You know what? I think we're just obtuse. Yeah, and we actually, if you hear our other podcast, we go on and on about, gee, this woman wanted to spread her legs for me, but I just wasn't feeling the energetic connection. <laughs> well, 
Next time somebody does, wants to get in my pants, all they have to do is remind me to eat the orange. Ooh, that's, that's the code word. Yeah, eat the, the orange. So instead of playing the card with Dawn, which does get done sometime and people can still do it, eating the orange is the new code word. Which for, if you're new to the podcast, it's not necessarily a code word per se, but a reference to the idea that life is a... Well, it's, we just did... 249 on hedonism right being allowing yourself a level of hedonism in your life allowing the balance and it's really it's the middle path of hedonism right it's on one hand you don't you don't give blowjobs to people without safer sex protection right because it is a way to transmit sexually transmitted diseases right that's dumb to put yourself in a position like that the other side of that is you don't hide in your room when anyone flirts with you (laughs) You know, because you're so afraid of trying new things. Right. Having that middle path of the... So apparently the middle path is a condom. Again, <laughs> I'm probably going to meet Thich Nhat Hanh at this point, because the middle path also being a Buddhist term. And he'll probably just punch me. I'll say, I'll, I'll have to do some extra merits, Dan, but you're fucking it all up. Um, you can help us on the podcast by heading over to iTunes and rating the podcast. Uh, we have... I, I recently told somebody we have over 100 five-star ratings on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I actually checked yesterday. There's only exactly 100 five-star ratings. <gasps> so if one person would go out there and give us five stars, then I will no longer it'll, be a lying bastard. And it'll bump over the edge. It will bump over Yay. the edge. You could also tweet about us, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can like us on Facebook. Do you know someone actually liked one of our pictures on Facebook? I wasn't aware we had pictures on Facebook. <laughs> and then it said they liked you the picture. Media I know. Maven, you. <laughs> so I went and looked and I'm like, somebody liked one of our pictures on Facebook? Oh my God, I hope they don't have my vanilla space. <laughs> you know? So, and I went there and it's a picture from our book. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so we do have, we do you know, have some pictures out it, there. Funny, a little bit ago we were talking about Twisted Trist, which is an event coming up in June where uh, you and I will just be there hanging out somebody's bringing me a really special lawn chair to to lay in Mm -hmm. sit in so that i can just relax and uh we have an offer to play we're gonna actually have me and someone else will be co-topping you Ooh, that's coming through that's working out that is working out (laughs) uh remember you you found a a picture in our in our uh, dropbox you said who's the the woman with the boobs Uh that's the co-top oh nice um but as we've mentioned, we normally, when we go to an event, we do two, three classes, mm-hmm. we walk around, we hobnob, we present at these events. So we nap us, after the classes. We do a little <laughs> napping. So it's odd for us to be able to go to an event where we're doing nothing. Right. The flip side of that is we have Power Exchange Summit coming up on May 24th. Two weeks before the Twisted Tryst. Right. right. So this is an event where we're doing everything. This is the one event, our annual event, where we're actually the producers, the directors mm-hmm. of the event. We don't present at this event, but we do and are responsible for everything else, including the, the couple month of lead up to it, selling tickets, booking presenters that you and I never get to see because we're too <laughs> fucking busy. Um, so it's really neat to see the difference between one and the other. Power Exchange Summit, and I will plug that for a moment here is the only event of its sort in the United States where you and I got to travel around a lot and we go to a lot of events, go to a lot of wonderful events, but all the events we go to, and I want to say all, and I'm sure there's exceptions out there, but you and mm-hmm. I have been to about 100 events and they're basically play-based events right? with some classes on relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. Wonderful events like Twisted Tryst, like Kinky College, like uh, 
floating world. Floating world where we'll be on and on and on Beat and on. Me, Beat Mad me in Town. St. Louis. Oh my God. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful events based on BDSM play and relationships are also there. You and I pretty much, most of the time, we do some play classes, but most of our classes are relationship-based classes. And some, it usually, I'm not going to say usually, that usually is a very strong word, but okay, usually, if there's relationship-based classes, it's because we're there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and not to say we're the only people that I do know, high exchange classes, I know, that's why I say usually, that's kind of strong, but yeah. And this is actually, it's going to be a wonderful segue into our topic. But, uh, so power exchange Summit is a, the idea behind that is to have a, an entire event focused on the relationships, focused on power exchange, uh, focused on the ways that we interact with each other in the power exchange as a foundation for that relationship. And just, you know, it's a wonderful opportunity. The thing that we found, one of the things, as we're presenting around the nation, we're talking about, okay, if you're in a power exchange relationship, how long have you been together? Right. And we do, oh, you know, raise your hands, two years, four years, six years, and the hands drop, 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 drop. Mm-hmm. You and I have been uh, doing this for 13 years, is it now? 14. Yeah, our, first energy, our first interview in August, all these numbers reset. Our first interview <laughs> in August will be 15 years ago. And Wow. Why, you know... <laughs> Because what happens is the BDSM is fun, but it's not going to keep your relationship strong when one of you loses the job. Right. Or when the cat pees on your favorite pillow or whatever life throws at you. Play is important to us. We like play. I like play. You like play. (laughs) Right. But if, yeah, like you said, if something happens to where that the physical, and it's not just physical, but if something happened to where that piece couldn't be lived anymore, we would still have our power exchange. Mm Mm-hmm. So we want to, I want to use that as a segue into our power exchange, or into okay. our discussion fairly soon. Okay. Before we get there, we do have to mention that thank you for the Smitten Kitten. They are a new uh, sponsor of the podcast, and I should be, uh, as this is their brand new, so we'll give them a little, we'll get a little more uh, exactly what we want to say, and some mm-hmm. kind of bylines, and cool sounding, but for now... The only thing I really want to do is express our gratitude. Power Exchange Summit, as you and sorry, Erotic Awakening, mm-hmm. the podcast, you know, all these different projects <laughs> we have going on. The Kingstarter card, just you don't know about that one. Uh, Erotic Awakening podcast. We're not. We don't do this for money. Right. We don't do this because it's a job. It's not. You're a full time college student for another couple of weeks. I have a full time mm-hmm. job. Power, uh, Erotic Awakening podcast is what we do. Because we have a passion for the lifestyle, and it's great when it doesn't cost us money. Yes. Smitten Kitten is our current sponsor. They're helping pay for equipment and bandwidth and mm-hmm. hosting fees. And thank you, Smitten Kitten. Go head over to smittenkitten.com and buy all their stuff and Ooh. say Dan and Dawn sent them sent you. Awesome. Buy all their stuff. That'd be awesome. And you could open your own fucking store, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you'd never be able to listen to the podcast because you'd be really busy. They have a, by the way, they have a sale on strap-ons right now. So. Ooh. Mm. Mine's still a virgin. <gasps> your strap-on is a virgin, Maybe isn't that it? that could be my goal for Twisted Tryst. How's that for eating the orange? Yeah. Break my strap-ons cherry. Would you do a boy? A little pegging? I don't know yet. That would be popping two of my cherries. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's one at a time right. at this point. I don't know. 
I imagine that would be an interesting cherry to pop. Uh, you know, it's funny that um, I saw, and I can't recall where it was now, I saw somebody doing some pegging. And pegging, if you don't know, is a, when a, I, you know, I, I assume pegging is gender specific to a woman putting on a strap on and I, doing a guy. I think it is, but if anybody else knows differently, write us. But I saw a really interesting, I saw a pegging scene, and I'm really not into watching guys getting fucked, but. It was a really interesting scene, and I had to go up to him afterwards and say, wow, that was really worth watching. It was just a matter of, it wasn't this barbaric, it was very kind of romantic, Mm -hmm. and it was really neat, really neat. And there was a power dynamic there, too, so that that always draws me in anyway, no matter what's going on. So, yay. I don't know. I'll have to think about that one. That's a Indeed. thinker. <laughs> That's Let's a not thinker. get lost in our thoughts of pegging. <laughs> but um, that'll have me thinking all day as I polish my strap on. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice, dear. Um, so how would I, if I wanted to tie you down first, before, or if I, if I wanted to tie down this boy that you're going to peg first. Right. I'm not very good at tying people down. Yeah. That's a problem for me. It is a problem for you. But fortunately... I know you're segueing yeah, into something maybe. and I can't figure it out. <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central uh-huh. Ohio's kinky fun group. Coming up next, the AIS Korg Rope Group. Sunday, May 12th, 2013 from 2 to 5 p.m. at the Columbus, at the, the room mm-hmm. here in Columbus, Ohio from 2 to 5 p.m. They do ask for a $5 donation. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Awesome. And they usually have great presenters come in, too, to teach rope. And I truly do suck at rope. In case I wasn't just using that as a segue. It is not. (laughs) Shabari Khan reject. Well, that's why we're starting to use cling wrap. Yes. You could cling wrap (laughs) them around a spanking bench, and that would be perfect. The funny thing is, cling wrap also takes a level of skill. Yes. And and it's artistic. Mm -hmm. So I would think I should be good at rope if I applied myself to it. But... Uh, cling wrap, you don't have to remember knots. Rope, you have to remember knots, or they get out. <laughs> cling wrap, you're just like, oh, you're moving? Now you're not. <laughs> so not only is Thich Nhat Hanh going to punch me, but also my RPOC from when I was in the Navy, because I was actually in the Navy <laughs> as a seaman, and you're really supposed to know how to do notes to ropes. Uh, so they're going to... Ropes, knots. Awesome. So, well, before we jump into the topic topic, I want to cover, um, we do have a couple of new subscribers. Oh, it looks like they're all domestic. So Last year, or last episode, was very international flavored. Now we have a lot of locals. Mm-hmm. And this time we've got Bay, I think I'm pronouncing it right, from Vermont. Would that be the guy that uh, did the Transformer movies? Oh, I don't know. No, it's not Wouldn't Michael Bay. That would be... No, I didn't like those movies. <laughs> okay. He's not allowed on our subscriber list because you didn't like the movies. Uh, the guy from E.T. That's fine. Spielberg, you go. can listen all you want, but fuck you, Bay. <laughs> that would be so bad if that's if he really was listening. He'd go like, oh, Aww. we're going to make the Erotic Wakey movie. What? Oh, fuck you guys. Huh? <laughs> erotic Awakening movie. Teardra. Oof. Teardra. From the still snowy Minnesota. Wendy from Pennsylvania. Dan from Missouri. Mo. Missouri, thank you. <laughs> Mo. <Yeah>. Mo. <laughs> and Jennifer from Connecticut. Oh my goodness. 
So, and then we had the, com oh, you know what's really interesting though? You know, there's a couple of things that are interesting. For one, no food on boob pics still. I must be the only exhibitionist, well, and Shanwow. <laughs> I was going to say, when um, the yearly podcast listener appreciation awards roll around, <laughs> Shanwow is killing it on the food on boobs picks. Um, although, we now we have had other contestants. We have had other boobies out there with food on them. We have. But Shanwow is rocking it. Indeed. So now on the comment form, we've had a couple of things come through. And one is Chip the Tentacle Guy <laughs> sent me a sign saying that submissives need to be told what to do. Slaves need to be told, need to do what they are told from Anonymous. And I just thought that was cute. So and then we had someone ask that us. Might, uh, that's an interesting quote. I'm not sure how much I dig it. Post, you should post that on Living Power Exchange. Okay. I'm curious how people how people perceive that. Okay, I can do that. So because I've also posted on there about um, proactive versus reactive, mm -hmm. and I think this will kind of go in with that conversation. So cool. Now we that also, would be the, uh, for people that don't know Living Power Exchange. If you are a member of the Fet Life, mm -hmm. Living Power Exchange is a group that we run out there that, to talk about power exchange and power exchange relationships. Yes. Didn't so, mean to cut you off. Go oh, ahead. That's okay. That's okay. So I can post that out there. And the really good conversations going on. And one of the things I like about running a, a, a FetLife group is that it's not going to get derailed because we won't let it. Knock mm -hmm. on wood. Um, so also from the comment form was uh, someone asked for a better explanation about the slave book that we've talked about before. Right. So, and... Um, we should probably talk about that in the in when we start talking about power. That actually... Or do you yes. want to do it now? Actually, no. Actually, it'd make a great question of the day. Ooh. Okay. I will save that then. Ha <laughs> ha. Because I already wrote them personally. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone else asked, we have talked about um, applications for our phones where you can track your slave. Mm -hmm. And someone asked if there was a non-reciprocal one. So, like, she wants, to, she wants her master to be able to see where she's at, but she doesn't want to be able to do it to him. Mm-hmm. So, now the way I fix that is just by not doing it to you. <laughs> right. I don't have a drive to know where you are, so it's okay for me to turn on the app and then just leave it on and not actually go into it. So, that way you can look where I'm at. And, right. And I just, you know what, with my brain power right now, <laughs> I don't even remember I've got the applications. So, uh, but, so there's like... Find my friends on the iPhone. This is mm -hmm. the one where you can't find, where it goes one way. Is what they're looking for? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just so one if way. you're aware of an app like that, let us know. Awesome. Awesome. So cool. And then Bat is the one that is uh, up on the top of the chart for sending me tentacle links. Links. Ah. She sent me um, one that was a, a mural that was beautiful. And then another one that was a picture of George's illegitimate children. Yes, <laughs> that. She said when George made his escape, he... Uh, uh, left some children behind, and <laughs> it was just a bunch of small tentacle dildos. It was really cool. Uh, poor George. Poor George. <laughs> um, I think that's it, podcast-wise, mm -hmm. before we get into the actual topic. Mm -hmm. Indeed. All right. So? So the topic, Living Power Exchange. And, uh, oh, yeah, so... Earlier we were talking about this. Um, now, I want to make sure that we preface this with we're not proponents that 
power exchange relationships are the only good relationships. Mm-mm. And although we wrote a book called Living MS, which details the power exchange relationship that we have and how to do it and how we did it, that mm-hmm. is to say. And obviously we're big fans. Mm-hmm. Because that's what worked for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we've tried the other styles and this one works for us and we've seen it work for other people. But like any style of relationship, it's only going to work if that's the dynamic between the people anyway. You right. know, we're working with our strengths here to, to help our relationships. So, and this is absolutely one of our strengths. So it's not going to work for other people that would be butting heads or, you know, the personality styles just, just don't mix with it. I will say for myself, up till six years ago, mm-hmm. I would have said non-power exchange relationships don't work for me. Mm-hmm. I was not skilled at them. Mm-hmm. And our challenge is, I would have said until really recently, I would have said that I can only do power exchange relationships. Mm-hmm. And uh, Karen pointed out that I don't have a power exchange relationship with her, and it works out quite well. Mm-hmm. So... We're not big. We're not these one true way proponents. No. I guess is where I'm going with that. No, but I would say that our relationship, being based in power exchange, is the only way that our relationship would work. I think so. I think so. So I mean, at some point we may try it some other way, you know. But at this time, that is how it thrives. That's how it works. That's how it grows. That's where we both find pleasure, that's where we're happy. So. The, big pro- the problem we're going to have with this whole conversation mm-hmm. is we're going to say, what's the difference between a power exchange relationship and a non-power exchange relationship? And not, you know, you, you guess, oh, well, what about well, communication? You have to have great communication in a mm-hmm. power exchange relationship. But any relationship, you have to have great communication for it to work. Yeah, but... I, mm, go on. I was going to say, but I don't usually find that in a vanilla relationship. It's like... And that's just not what I've seen, mm-hmm. you know, overall. In a power exchange relationship, and maybe one of the things that makes it different is that you actually sit down and design it. Mm-hmm. And because well, it's a great so example. different, yep, it's so different than what most people do that you, to, to get it to work, what we have found is that you sit down and you talk about it and you figure out what you want and what I want. And then we design the relationship and it just happens to revolve around power exchange. For me to be, okay, so here's another one. For me to be able to surrender to you, I have to totally trust you. Mm-hmm. Totally for me to surrender to you. If I start a relationship with somebody else and it's not power exchange, I don't have to totally trust them in every manner. I can just trust them in the piece of the relationship that we happen to have. Right. You know, if we're friends... I just need to trust that they're not going to talk about my confidential stuff. Or even if they do, mm-hmm. in a, in what in our experience, in a non-power exchange relationship, if somebody betrays your trust, if somebody, uh, um, you know, says that they were going to come home at five o'clock and instead they stop at a bar, mm-hmm. and you find out that they did that, it seems like that's not as destructive as it would be in a power exchange relationship. True, or it's just because you don't hold them accountable, you know, or... You expect the worst, you're saying. You expect the worst sort of thing. And I, I don't know. I, part of the problem is that I think when you're in a... In an, uh, if you begin a power exchange relationship, you have to start off by going... By understanding that 
everything you know about relationships is not prepared you for a power exchange relationship. The flip side of that means it sounds like it's a bad thing to say, well, I have no experience. I have no role models. I have no foundation to say what this relationship's going to be like. Mm -hmm. But that's actually, to flip it on its head, it's actually a fantastic thing. Right. Because the roles that are defined, the uh, types of examples you're given aren't really necessarily good ones all the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> True. So, so you have to start off by creating your own thing. Create your own thing. And, you know, and I think another difference with power exchange is that we have defined our roles. You know, with power exchange, you look at each other's strengths and weaknesses and you go with that and you, mm-hmm. you kind of define the roles. And um, it's not, but it's not uh, role play like one group was just right, talking about right. the other night. It's not role play at all. It's bringing out your inner self. You know, I have a very dominant personality when it comes to getting projects done, when it comes to school, when it comes to running the room, when mm-hmm. it comes to all of that type of stuff. I can get shit done. But I thrive on surrendering to somebody else right. and totally trusting them and being transparent and just being my complete authentic self. And um, it just it happens to thrive in power exchange. You know, when I do, um, I was talking to somebody last night about service, and he's like, "Oh my God, you do a lot for your master." I'm like, "Yeah, I do." He goes, "But do you enjoy it?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do." Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoy making sure that the apartment is clean for when you come home. You've been out working all day. I want you to be able to... It's driving me crazy right now that school's <laughs> taking priority, you know, and I had to warn you that, that that the house was not going to be taking priority because I got a couple of weeks left of school and have to focus on that. And, but it's driving me crazy. I've had to leave the apartment to get my work done because otherwise I'll be doing laundry and dishes and and everything like that because I love doing that for you in my vanilla relationships it was like yeah no but there's the there's the differences and you just said it right you Mm -hmm. don't love doing laundry Mm -mm. you love doing laundry for me for the relationship yes and you know one of the things that annoys me the most about our language is one of the beneficial parts here in that I, I it annoys me that I can get on Fet life, for example, and I say, you know, what is the uh, the definition of a master? And there'll be nineteen different responses to that. Mm-hmm. And as much as that can be frustrating, it's also empowering because it means that as you begin a power exchange relationship, say you, your owner of property or your master slave, whatever your uh, TPE looks like, mm-hmm. you have to start off by saying, "All right, what is this? What does this mean?" There's, it's not a predefined role. You can't say. And it's so funny, you get on FetLife and people say, oh, I'm a slave, so blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they'll get 20 responses by saying, well, that's not what a slave is to me. That's not what a slave's supposed to do. Um, Well, I find it kind of interesting because um, after an event, we were at a restaurant and standing in line for food Mm -hmm. with with people that we know. And... um, one of the people, the person standing in front of me was saying, you know, I don't like to call our relationship 24-7 because my partner, you know, my slave is not always, you know, we don't do it like Dan and Dawn do it. <laughs> and he was talking to me and I'm like, really? That's how you would define your power exchange relationship as if it's like mine and Dan's? Uh-huh. I'm like, 
you define that the way you defined it. I'm like, is she always yours? He's like, yes. I'm like, does she always have you in mind when she makes decisions and things like that? He's like, yes. I'm like, do you have the final say? He's like, yes. But I give her voice. I'm like, I have voice too. Right. You know, do you have the final say? He's like, yes. I'm like, you've got a 24-7. You don't have to match it to mine and Dan's. Mm -hmm. I'm like, because what you see with mine and Dan's is going to be different compared on the location. You know, we were just at PRS. And you had me say hi to someone that was a podcast listener. And um, you called my name. And I said, I turned around and said, yes, sir. And you said, oh, he, you talking to the podcast listener. You're like, you don't usually hear her say that on the podcast, do you? And he's like, no. And it's true. When I'm on the podcast, I'm still very much yours. But I don't say yes, sir, and yes, master. And, you know, and I don't say all the, the oh. honorifics. Home, I do. But it's still on a low-key scale. Right. At an event, it's on a higher scale. You know, so we even flow depending on the space that we're in, mm -hmm. but it's still there. And it is up to you to define what that relationship looks like and what it means. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, to come back around, that's one of the differences between a power exchange relationship and a non-power exchange relationship is you start off by building your definitions. You build, here's what this means, what this looks like. And it changes over time and it mutates, which is great. Mm-hmm. Another difference to me in a power exchange relationship and a non-power exchange relationship, at least from our perspective, is it gets reviewed. It gets looked at. It mm -hmm. gets brought up again and again. And you say, okay, let's dust off this definition. Does it still make sense? Mm -hmm. I have, you know, this, you know, these roles that we've decided that this looks like. Am I still comfortable in those roles? Mm -hmm. One of the other aspects is the energy involved in the relationship is a lot more prevalent it's like a non-power exchange relationship is allowed to be on autopilot mm -hmm. as long as there's no arguing and nobody's running around pissed off right the relationship's on autopilot you don't have to do anything <clears throat> excuse me you don't have to do on a, on a side note we were invited to uh be on a podcast of a non-power exchange relationship yes i won't mention their names yet because i can't remember I've only listened to two of their episodes. <laughs> it was one of their episodes was about Cher and Ken doll making out. <laughs> but they have on their microphones, they have cough buttons. We need cough buttons on our microphones. Oh, that would be awesome. So people don't have to listen to me <clears throat> all the time. <laughs> um, they also have a producer, which prevents those kind of segues. <laughs> we have a cat that could care less. <laughs> The power exchange relationship, we take it out, even if it's going great, mm -hmm. we take it out and we dust it off and we go to classes about our relationship. Right. Um, and we, you, we you, teach about it too, which helps us strengthen ours as well. Well, we do. Yeah. yeah. But you'd mentioned earlier, you know, how you do laundry and that kind of stuff. Part mm -hmm. of the relationship energy that we constantly get is that I have to, that I acknowledge Oh, I see that uh, the laundry's done. Isn't that nice? Mm -hmm. Or I thank you for packing my gym bag. Or I mention that you made me a pleasing lunch. You know, it is the, the constant energy, even when things are great, you put energy into those power exchange relationships um, to keep it at a level of acknowledgement and awareness and at a, and I hate to use this terminology, but at a different or higher vibration and i know that's a little wonky sounding yeah so but i get it i get it and you know i i like with um a power exchange relationship you know i was talking about the the roles before in that um we try to to stay in that just because it works it's like i'm trying to figure out how to explain this 
I don't get upset if you don't help me with the dishes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Even if I go back to work full time, we're going to have to, we're going to have a challenge probably when I go back to work full time. Oh, sure, sure. Because I like to do all of these things for you. Mm-hmm. But in a vanilla relationship, I would, if, if I base it on what I know from my past vanilla relationships, I would expect you to, to step in and take control and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it'll have that energy of, I expect you to be 50-50 in this. Right. You know? Instead, we're going to sit down and talk. And this is just based on our, our past, my, my, what I remember from our past. We'll end up sitting down and talking. And I can imagine you going... I'm master. I'm saying you have to give up this piece because you're going to be working, blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'll say, yes, sir, or I'll discuss it with you, but you still get to make the final decision, you know? So I, I, I like that. And that's really where it comes down to, to me at least mm-hmm. is, you know, a lot of things that we're saying, I do apply to the relationship I have with Karen. Mm-hmm. I learned it from power exchange but it's not a power exchange relationship, but I apply it. Great communication, uh, maintenance for the relationship, even when things are good. Mm-hmm. You know, Karen and I used to re- review our agreements fairly often, even though we weren't arguing about anything. Um, those things like that. Mm-hmm. But the, so you could say, well, Dan and Dawn, all of these power exchange things you're talking about, you can apply those to a, a non-power exchange relationship as well. And many of those situations are true. Mm-hmm. The big difference is that the buck stops here sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That there's always this knowledge that I have a responsibility for the relationship and that you have a responsibility for me. Mm-hmm. And... That seems to be a very powerful, freeing, and healthy aspect of a relationship that, that this part I don't share with Karen. There is no, there's this, you know, even if it's something as simple as where do you, do you want to go to a movie, to the big decisions, there's this negotiated trying to find a compromise thing. Right. Where you and I, if we decide to negotiate a compromise, it's optional that we do that. Right. You know, most of the time, and it's very, it's beautiful that if, for example, we've been talking lately about you getting or us getting a dog. Right. That's a, an option. And I said, Don, look at this dog. Make a decision if you, you know, or tell me how you feel mm-hmm. about getting a dog. It's so cute. <laughs> oh, it's an amazingly cute dog. Um, but if we get a... And here's another quick segue. We, earlier we were talking about food on boobs. Yeah. The picture of the dog, it has to be Karen holding the dog. And part of Karen's boob is on in the picture. Mm-hmm. I don't want any more pictures of dogs on boobs. That's over the line. <laughs> okay. Even for this podcast, that's it's over, over the, the line. line. The decision whether we get a dog or not, the decision whether we keep the cat, the decision whether you go to work mm-hmm. or keep going to college and get your master's degree, mm-hmm. we will probably discuss it because I like right. your feedback, but right. I'll make the decision. Yes. It will come up. It will be on my shoulders. Uh, buying a new car, we'll discuss it. I'll mm-hmm. make the decision. Whether we present at so-and-so event, um, whether we podcast today or tomorrow, whether we move, those things 
are all optional for us to discuss. Mm-hmm. I am within my rights, per our agreement, that I can simply decide, here's what we're going to do, and you'll obey. Mm-hmm. Simple. We discuss most of those things because I find your opinion of value and you're an intelligent person. But we discuss them. Yes. We don't debate them unless we choose to. We don't need to find a compromise necessarily. I'll make a decision and mm-hmm. you'll obey. I mean, really, we've, regardless of everything else we just said, that's what it comes down to. I make decisions, you obey. I'm responsible for the relationship, you're responsible for me. And it kind of gets rid of that whole power struggle. You know, and like like you're saying, you know, those are the words that I I like to use um, with in the vanilla relationship. And I tell you, whenever I bring this up in a workshop, I see all the submissives nodding their heads that have experienced vanilla relationships before, because a lot of times submissives or slaves are powerful people that have decided to submit because that's where they find their joy. And, um, their vanilla relationships was about power struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, if like yesterday morning, yesterday morning, I'm busy, busy, busy with school. I'm busy with PXS. I'm busy with all this stuff. And there was two jobs that needed to be done for PXS. And one of them I was going to do because, because you couldn't do it with, at work. And the other one you said, well, I think I'll do this one. And I'm like, but sir, you have to go to work. I can do this one. Mm-hmm. And you said, no, I'm doing this one. I'm like, but I can do it between this, this, and this. And you just looked at me and you said, no, I'll take care of this. And when you get that voice, it's like, okay, struggle's done. Yes, sir. Right. You know, I don't have to keep struggling. I won't sneak off and do it anyway. You know, you've, you've laid down the rule and that's the rule that I'm going to follow. And if you change your mind... That's what I'll do later. So, you know, when I tell people, I don't have to worry about, uh-oh, I'm second-guessing him. So he said he was going to do it, but he really wants me to do it. And, you know, it, there's just no complications in its pure form. Mm-hmm. You know, it only becomes complicated when I start second-guessing and or we, we, we throw in some vanilla from our old relationships. Right. That's when it gets a little wonky. Yeah, I... I... Totally, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, this isn't something we have to dis- debate because we've been doing it for some 14 years or something now. Right. And it seems to work out pretty well. Yes. And, and if I get into a power struggle, you can just grab me by the hair. I watched somebody do that last night. It was so awesome. It made my heart kind of flutter. So he, he was uh, doing something and she did something that wasn't pleasing. It wasn't a bad thing. Right. It was just, I don't know, she may have just touched his toe or something while he was talking to somebody else. It was a little minor thing. But he grabbed her hair and he put her on her knees and told her to hand out her hands and gave her a cup of coffee. And she just knelt there with her hand, her palms Aww. flat, holding a cup of coffee and her head bowed. And it's like, you know, you just can't do that in a right. vanilla relationship. But you could just see her smile. She mm-hmm. just started breathing mm-hmm. easy and her smile was there and... It was just like, wow. And that was neat. And then when he was done talking to the person, he took his coffee and he said, thank you. And she stood up and... Or returned to our regularly scheduled program. Exactly. And it's just... Yay. It's another really neat thing. And one of the things about a power exchange relationship, which is that you do have these ways to reset the relationship. And it's the same thing I was saying earlier, really. It's, mm-hmm. it's 
the acknowledgement we have roles we have jobs i'm doing my job you're doing your job yeah and we'll keep moving along forward so it was awesome um a ship can only have one captain mm-hmm. you can have a wonderful first mate but when the first mate tries to take over the ship you get that whole mutiny on the bounty exactly people eating out of their pants <laughs> marlon brando referenced to oh, those we totally to finish watching yes. that we were on a plane trip when we were watching that so i didn't get that far but but you know what i am oh god i get this from my mom i guess this this one little phrase i'm sure a lot of people use it but it's called lead follow or get out of the way <laughs> and that's usually the way i, I am if i'm not if I can be a leader, right? Mm-hmm. So vanilla relationship, other person wasn't leading. So I led, right. and I led aggressively. You know, <laughs> if I'm going to lead, you're going to listen, you know, sort of thing. It was not consensual. It was, <laughs> it was a power struggle where I put my foot down and said, you will not be spending the money because we need a roof over our head, you know, sort right. of thing. And um, so I can lead. I prefer to follow a strong leader. You know, that's just where I blossom. And I prefer to follow a strong leader and I prefer to support that leader so that he can lead. Mm-hmm. You know, so yay. Yay. Hi. Yay indeed. Yay indeed. Oh my goodness. Uh, speaking of packing a gym bag and a lunch <laughs> bag, <laughs> let's wrap this fucker up. Yes, sir. Join us at Power Exchange Summit. Brand new this year, Submissives Seeking Service. An opportunity for those of a service bend to be in service in a safe, protected environment. Led by Master Griffin and Slave Ann, interested people will first be given an orientation and a clear set of guidelines on how they can get the feeling of being in service or excuse themselves out with no hassle at any point. This is a great opportunity for people new to service, people who might be solo at this event and miss the sense of being in service, or those that have been around for a while and want a new challenge. Come join us. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan.